Welcome everyone to Grow With Purpose, where we speak to entrepreneurs, business owners, specialists of all different fields to hear their story and how they are creating impact in the world. And today we are so lucky to have Brianna with us, who is helping people to save and budget and just achieve financial freedom and honestly just live a better life. And Brianna, thank you so much for joining us today. You are welcome. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. And, you know, I, I want to get straight into it, right? But oh, how did you even get into the world of finances and learning about saving and budgeting? How does one get there? Help me understand. <laughs> so um, at first, um, so as I was growing up, like my parents, um, they were well off. I didn't, you know, need for anything, want for anything, like literally whatever I was able to um, to get, they, I mean, that I wanted, they were able to get, you know, within reason. But, Mm -hmm. um, so I always grew up with the mindset of if I want it, I I can get it. That's just how it was programmed because of how I grew up. So a lot of people think that because people grow up in a good family, that they automatically know how to manage finances. They're already like good money people, but that is not the truth because as I grew older, And, um, you know, got my first job, minimum wage, didn't have any responsibilities. So, of course, again, you're blowing money. Like, it's just coming and it's going. Well, then um, I met my husband and we had our first child when I was 21. We had our second child when I was 23. Well, you know, when children come in, it's a totally different thing. And you're like, okay, so we need diapers, wipes, formula, you know, all of these. Yeah, daycare, like thousands of dollars. So Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I was still, you know, taking care of responsibilities, but I was still blowing money. Like a savings was not even in my, you know, plan, purpose, anything. Well, it wasn't until I just was basically drowning um, and I, you know, didn't want to call my parents because I had called on them so many times before. And I was like, man, I am almost 30. Like there has to be something set in place to where I can hold on to some of this money. It's not like I wasn't making good money. So I was a, a waitress at first. So I was getting cash every day, which made it even harder because, you know, you're like, oh, I'll just pick up a shift and I'll make money. Like, I'll spend it, make it back. So still bad money habits. Well, then I ended up working for CPS. Um, so I worked for the state. So then it got a little tougher because I was only getting paid once a month. So it was like I had to stretch that check. Mm-hmm. Even though it was a nice check, I had to stretch it within the whole month. So I was like, okay. So I did order a binder, like the budget binder that I use, and I would put money in there, but then I saw myself taking it out. So I was like, same cycle again, spending money, yeah. can't keep it. Um, so then I went to foster adoption. Well, at foster adoption, I was paid bi-weekly. So it seemed a little more manageable. Um, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until I had a conversation with one of my coworkers who had been working um, on her finances for a while because, you know, she was a single mom, she had two kids um, and she had stuff going on by herself. So uh, we had a conversation and I don't know what she said that like sparked me. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Like 
we broke down my finances again. Like I've, I've done this before, but it was just something about having a conversation with her that was like, wow, okay, I can, I can really do this. Like, and I think it's more of what I like to call, I hit my rock bottom in finances, not necessarily losing everything, not having anything, but just being sick and tired. So I got to the point where I was like, literally, I, I mean, I've been sick and tired before, but this point was like, I, I didn't have any other energy to give it. So I was like, when I turn 30, that is the promise I'm making to myself was to get closer to God to focus on family and focus on finances. Those were the three things. And when I turned 30, something clicked. I don't know if it was just going into the 30s, you know? You're yeah. like, all right, I had my fun. Now it's time to get serious. <laughs> so I did um, take it serious. So it's been about two consistent years, but I've been mm -hmm. doing it for like eight years off and on. So I like to tell people, it's going to take time. You're going to mess up. You're going to be like, forget this. I don't want to do it anymore. But when it clicks, it's going to click. And that's what it took for me. So now I've been doing it very consistently. I've been able to save, raise credit score, pay off debt. So um, do everything, take uh, family vacations, you know, just being able to have that sense of security because that's really what it gives. I don't mm -hmm. have to worry about where the next dollar is going to come from. I don't have to worry about if I can feed the that's family. Me. I don't have to worry about if the bills are going to be paid or if I'm going to come home and the lights are going to be turned off. Because when you're struggling and living paycheck to paycheck, those are the things that you, you know, constantly running your head rather than enjoying the one life that we get. So that is what made me, I was like, listen, I did it. Um, somebody pushed me to do it. So why not use that and push others to do the same thing? So a little backstory of how I got where I've been. So I've been doing it for a while, it. but it literally, it, it did take time. It took dedication and it definitely took consistency. Okay. I, lo I love this story. <laughs> Genuinely, I do, because I, I think it's not new. Yeah. Right? We meet people every day and we know people yeah. every day that just struggle to keep that money. And mm -hmm. also maybe some people that think, okay, I don't I don't have the skills to do it or I can't start. So help me understand, right? how do people actually start to change their mindset and their, their view around saving and, and just about money? How do you make that shift? So for me, it took a lot of repeating stuff to myself. I put sticky notes in my bathroom where I would just, you know, uh, wake up, brush my teeth, read the sticky notes. And they're still there. They say, you know, I will raise my credit score. So kind of changing my uh, verbiage. So instead of saying I want to, I say I will or I did or I. So I'm already speaking in the lifestyle that I want to live. So it was like, I will raise my credit score. I will spoil my husband and kids. I will um, not have to worry about bills. So just changing the way that you speak about it, changing the way that you look at money. If you look at money and you feel like I, I have to hold on to it because it's not going to come back, then it's not really going to um, be easy for you to pay the bills and let that money go to spend some money on yourself because I don't think that you should be restricting yourself because we do work hard for the money, but we Absolutely. have to make sure that we're taking care of every situation in our life. And that includes self-care. That includes vacations. So mm -hmm. that includes going out to eat. You know, a lot of people say, 
um, oh, don't go out to eat. I'm not saying don't go out to eat. I'm saying cut it down to where it's reasonable because we tend to overspend. So it's like, okay, six out of the seven days we're going to eat out. And then we're also going to buy groceries, but then those groceries are never going to be cooked because we're eating out. So it's like, we got to level it out to where it's okay to go out to eat and it's okay to spend money on purses and bags and vacations and uh, luxury things. But we got to make sure that we actually have the money and we're not running to credit to run that credit up and then not paying it back. We're not running to loans and -hmm. things like that. When you have the ability, no matter how much you make, to actually put put your money where it needs to be and then you can watch it work for you instead of you working for it. So definitely Mm -hmm. just changing the way that you talk, changing Mm -hmm. the way that you talk about the money, about yourself, about the situation. Because if you're going around saying you're broke, you're going to feel broke, you're going to act broke, you're going to be broke. But if mm-hmm. you go around saying, I'm, I'm wealthy, I have the money that I need to have right now, more will come when it's the time that it's supposed to come, then you start believing. And then once you actually start seeing the money come, you're like, oh, yeah, just like if you put money in your budget binder and then the next few weeks you see you have $100 in there, you're like, it's working. So then you get excited and you want to do it. And it's literally just repetition repetition. Mm-hmm. So just changing the way that you speak to other people, to the speak to yourself, your thoughts. And it is going to be hard in the beginning um, because a lot of people say that things start to happen when they start to save. So, you know, I started Mm -hmm. to save and then my dryer went out. I started to save and then my car wanted to act up. And I feel like in my eyes and the way that I look at it, it's just a test. It's a test to see if you're willing to do what you're supposed to do. And then watch after that goes by. Now your savings is going to continue to grow. Money's going to come in the way that you want it to. So just changing the way that you speak will definitely help tremendously. Absolutely. And I think what you're also touching on is more just, you know, in essence, the relationship that you have with money, mm-hmm. right? That not seeing it as something that's going to hold you prisoner, but something that yep. you can now take control of. And it's in having that discipline around money that then you can actually have the freedom to do what you want to do and to enjoy it and to use it as the resource that it is. Right. And I know you, you mentioned that you know your family was a bit well off and so you never had to really think or ask for money. But I think on top of that is you were never probably educated about money. And no. So <laughs> I grew up where it was more of you know, grown folks' business is grown folks' business. Yeah, so, you don't talk about money like that. Yeah, you don't. You don't ask questions or nothing like that. So, I, I did have to learn it and research it and do stuff. Um, but now I can openly talk to them about money, about what I'm going through, about um, how much I'm making and where I'm putting it and things like that. Um, And I even have my mom who does some of my savings challenges and, you know, getting her to 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 pay certain things down and working on student loans and doing all that, because now we can actually have conversations where when I was younger, it was like go in the other room because grown folks are talking. (laughs) I I couldn't agree more. And and it's even in speaking with my mom recently is that it's only a few years um, recently that we actually speak about, hey, what are you doing with your money? Where are you putting it? How are you managing your money? And I will never understand why it is such a taboo topic when it's something that is so 
I um, unfortunately or fortunately central to our lives. Yep. Right. And so how for for example for moms and for you know head of families for moms dads. How can families start to change the conversation around money? Because I'm going to guess that you probably speak about it, you know, with your family mm -hmm. since you've spoken to a lot. So for our audience of moms, of dads, of just family members, how can they start to introduce the conversation of money in their households? So the first thing would to be to actually talk about what they're actually paying for. So, you know, most people is one person that might take over the finances. So they're making sure that everything is going in. But even though that person is taking care of the finances, the other person, or, you know, if you want to introduce kids, then it's like, okay, sit down and just say, this is what we're paying for. Um, you know, this is how much we have left over. This is some of the activities. And ha I, like, I like to have my kids in on it and say, okay, what kind of activities would y'all like to do? Because I do have a family time category. So mm -hmm. that lets them know that we are able to do things and they have a say in it. And it's not just, oh, well, I only got $10, so we're just going to go to the dollar store. You know what I mean? So if we have yeah. $50, I'm asking them, what do you guys want to do with that $50? So it's getting them to realize, okay, well, if I have this amount of money, what can I do with it? But I can still have fun. I can still get stuff. I can still enjoy it. They also get allowance. And there's been like back and forth with people on the internet, whether kids should get allowance for cleaning up because it's their house. You know what I mean? Or okay. it, it's a good thing to do. But my kids do get allowance. They get $10. And within that $10, they have to put $2 into their savings binder. And then the $8, they can do whatever they want with. So it's it's letting them know that, you know, okay, if you want something, you can use your $8 to save up. If mm -hmm. you um, if you don't want something and you just want to continue to save it, you can. And then when you feel the time is good to use it, you can do that too. When we go to the store, um, I let them know, like sometimes I'll purchase it and, you know, they don't have to, to pay for yeah. it. But sometimes if it's something like a snack or a little mm -hmm. knickknack toy or something, I'm letting them know, okay, how much money do you have? And then that's how you're going to be able to purchase that. So then they'll come home, they'll pay me back. And just just showing them that, um, you know, money comes, it goes, you put some to the side to make sure that you have security, but you also, you know, can enjoy it. So I, I openly talk about it. They watch me sometimes when I'm live talking to people. They interact with people on my live and, you know, have conversations. Um, they have their own budget binder. So I show them like, okay, here's a category for your savings. Here's a category. My daughter is um, 10, so she's getting into beauty. So she has a beauty um one so if she wants to buy lip gloss things like that she can yeah. so just just making sure that they know okay let me put some to the side you know that's like mm -hmm. their bill <laughs> like let me yeah. put some to the side and then i have extra that i can do something with so i just say uh, have that open communication of what's going on it doesn't matter who's in charge of the money who's bringing in the money um you should always be on the same page as far as where the money's going, 
when it's coming in, when it's going out, what's being paid. Is it on auto pay? Do you have to, you know, do it yourself? Um, how much is in the savings? What is the mm -hmm. savings for? Is it just for an emergency and it's just yeah. sitting there? Or is it like for a specific thing? So just having that open line of communication will definitely help relationships a lot because I don't know if it's number one, but finances is a huge yeah. problem when it comes to relationships. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And I love that you really touch on that topic of transparency. And I love that you even have it with your children, because as I was mentioning, is that it was such a taboo topic. So I love that you're breaking yeah. that uh, that cycle, I'll say. And then the other thing is that you're also building such great habits in your children for them now to continue doing it for the rest of their lives. So that's absolutely amazing to hear that you're doing it. And on the topic of transparency, even in terms of a business context, you know, we at our agency, we found that with the employees that we have, it's super important for them to also see where's the money going, mm -hmm. right? So when people are asking you, where's the, when's the pay going to come? How can I get a raise? You know, all these small things. If they have the transparency of, okay, this is how much we have. This is how much we've brought in. This is how much we're losing. Mm -hmm. The conversation is completely different. Mm -hmm. And so in terms of the management of finances with business, would you say that to manage business finances is the same as managing just your life and personal finances? Or is there a small difference around it? Um, for me, I'd say it's the same because what I do is I have a business account, the money goes into the business account. And then of course you want to put some aside for taxes. You want to put some aside for um, any subscriptions. Like if you're using Canva for your graphics, or if you, you know, might have hired somebody who does your graphics for you, just making sure your um, website money is in there because what a lot of business owners tend to do is when they get the money, they spend it as this, as if it's all personal. Yeah. But what I teach business owners, cause I am in a business community is mm. you have to separate the two. So take a portion and pay yourself. Yes. But leave a portion in there for your business savings for inventory. Mm. If you have to buy inventory, like I said, for taxes, um, for your website, for any other like integrations that you have on your website, mm -hmm. those things cost money. So you want to make sure that you have that money available so that you're not digging back into your personal to put into your business. So just taking a portion, just like I break down my regular paycheck um, of, okay, this is for bills. That would be your mm -hmm. business bills. And then this yeah. is for your weekly cash. So if you have to buy something for your business, you'll have that weekly money available or daily money or bi-weekly money, however you want to do it. And then you also want to have a business savings because things happen in your business as well. Mm -hmm. So I treat mine the same uh, that I do in personal is just I make sure that I keep them separate so that I know exactly what's coming in for business. I know exactly what's coming in for personal and everything is like a well old machine because I'm just repeating. It's all about repetition. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think that they're living paycheck to paycheck, but in reality, you can have money left over. You just don't know because you're not tracking. Yeah. So like when I work with people and they're like, I didn't even know I was supposed to be seeing $400 at the end of the month. It's because they looked at it as extra money in their account. And they started swiping, they went out, they bought this, they bought that. 
they weren't tracking. So then they're like, wow, I could have had, I, I could have saved at least like $300 a month out of that 400, took some of that 400, put extra on debt or, you know, put it into your personal, whatever you wanted to do. But the most important thing is no matter how much you make, you've got to know where it's going. So tracking is definitely key. You know, and, and I love that you finished on that point because I just <laughs> recently spoke to um, Dennis Grizzard. So he's in credit, he's in business credit and Airbnb helps people set up their Airbnbs. And one thing that he left us with in our last conversation was whatever is not tracked is lost. Really? And I, I could not, I could not agree with more with him. Is like, if you're not tracking it, then how can you even know where things are going? Mm-hmm. Right. And when you have your finances on lock, Right. It also helps to trickle in in managing the other sides of your business. And so how has your experience just been as an entrepreneur in terms of managing not just business, but your life, your family, your relationships? How has managing all of that been for you? Um, so I have learned in my business community about a routine. So having that routine where I give my business the time. I know how to turn it off and give family time. I know how to turn it off and give self-care time. I know how to make sure that if I have something coming up, it's on the schedule. I make time for it. So time management has helped a lot in just making sure that you can put all of that in your routine. You can, because content making is a whole job in itself. So you have to make sure that you put aside time for that. You have to make sure that you put aside time for um, your community because talking to your community, you're you're, uh, gaining all these people every single day that come across your page, want to know what you do. But if you're just too busy to talk to them, then they're going to be like, okay, I'm going to move on to the next person. So just making sure that my time blocks are in order. And as I listen to my community, that's how I grow because I'm listening to their needs and not my own needs. So of course I'm in business. I want to make money. I like what I like, but I'm not Mm -hmm. doing this for me. I'm doing it for other people. So I need to make sure that I know what it is that my target audience needs. And I make sure that I build that into my plan for my business. And I always make sure that I plan ahead to know what my goals are. So I have goals for 2024 already listed out. And now I go ahead and I break it down into smaller goals. So if I Mm -hmm. want to make um, $200,000 next year, I'm going to break that up into smaller, um, into smaller goals so that I'm able to hit it. And that's just what I teach people in finances. You don't have to save thousand dollars at a time. You can save a dollar every Mm -hmm. time and by the time you're done now you have a thousand and you didn't even realize it off of the dollars like i like the change you know um penny challenges dollar challenges Mm -hmm. because by the time i'm done i got a couple hundred dollars and then i can take that and i can put it towards a bigger one so it's like don't and that's in life too don't just look at the bigger picture like don't look at your debt as it's twenty five thousand dollars break it down Focus on one part at a time. Focus on getting that together, then moving on and building the second part. So all of it ties into my lifestyle. It ties into the money management. It ties into the business management. 
So I just try to make sure that, yes, I have big goals. I have big um, things that I want to do, but I make Mm -hmm. sure that I break it down so that those seem easier and I'm not defeated by the big of, you know, the amount or the goal. Like I haven't even had this business open for a whole year yet. Next month will be one year that I've opened up this financial business Mm -hmm. and like I'm over a hundred um, and 30,000 followers on TikTok. I um, I have 5,000 on YouTube. I have 17,000 in my Facebook group. I have almost eight, right. I have almost 8,000 yeah. followers in um, on Instagram. And um, I did hit six figures in 10 months, but it wasn't, it wasn't because um, I was just out here selling, selling, mm-hmm. selling. It was because I was speaking to people that actually saw the results. So as like a business owner, it's like you want to see people seeing the results. I don't just want to give you my planner and it collect dust. I want to give you my planner and you know what to do. You know how to break it down. And you're seeing like I've seen so many people. I paid off a credit card and most people will be like, oh, okay, cool. But me, I'm celebrating every small thing for them because I know how hard it is. So you kind of got to put yourself in their their shoes because you've already experienced it, which is why most people open up their business because they had an issue, they fixed that issue, and now they want to teach other people how to do it. So when people say I saved $50, that's a big step. Like, But to, to people who've been there, done that, they're going to be like, oh, it's only $50. Not me. Shoot, I would love to save another $50 and another $50, yeah. another $50. So it's definitely like everything will start to come together. But the biggest thing is you have to be willing to do it. Amazing. Hey, you gave you gave us so much advice. <laughs> no, I, I really, we really do appreciate it. Right. Because I, and I think the biggest thing that you touched on is building a routine and also starting small. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And really, I think it was actually a book I was reading, The Power of Habit, where it was saying is that, you know, you can actually stack your habits. So you build a routine with one thing and then all of a sudden it's so much easier to do a routine with the second thing, with the third thing, with the fourth thing. And as you mentioned, you may start small, but then slowly it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> but as you mentioned, like you meant you focused on starting small, right? So for the average Joe that's out there, Right. You mentioned a few of your challenges and everything like that. Could you maybe speak a bit more about that and where they can get started and how, you know, they can start to improve their financial well-being? So the first step is always to write down all of your bills and expenses. So the three steps that I use are I take care of the bills and expense. I mean, the bills. Then I take care of weekly expenses, your gas groceries, household items. We know we're going to need that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, eating out money is included in that. And then once I figure out, okay, I've subtracted the bills that are due during this pay period only. I've subtracted how much I need until I get paid again for the everyday expenses. And if you see any money left over, that is the money that goes towards your challenges and or goes towards paying extra on your debt. So we have to write down everything so that we can see what we have available. So a lot of people, when they start saving and where they fail is 
they automatically just go to, okay, I'm going to say $200 is paycheck. Yeah. But they haven't even seen if they had $200 available. So that is where most people go from putting it into their savings and then having to take it back out because now they're short on what they need it for. So that's why in my mind, I was like, well, I might as well take care of what I need to first and then save what's left. If I only had $50 to save, I'm going to save it. If I have $800 after, I'm going to save that. If I have $400 after, I'm going to save that. So I don't tell people how much to save. I say save what you can. Save what is available. That is what makes it easier to put it away and not touch it because your bills are taken care of. You have the money available for everything that you may need until you get paid again. So that's just extra money. And I put it out of sight, out of mind. So when it comes to a challenge, that extra money that you have, you pick the challenge that you want to do. If it's a dollar challenge, then you color in however many dollars you have available after that pay period. You do it again the next pay period. Some pay periods, you might have a lot. Some pay periods, you might have a little. But you got to be okay with working with what you have. And that's why I say it does not matter how much money you make because savings challenges or saving period is at your own pace. Mm-hmm. Nobody is saying you have to save $1,000 in 10 days. You can save that $1,000 in six months, but you still got to your 1000 So. It's, it's about the mindset of, yeah. I have money available, but where am I going to put it? If you're ready and willing to put it into your savings, you're going to be okay with it sitting there. If you're still in the stage of, well, I want to spend it, then putting it into your savings account is just going to defeat the purpose because you're going to pull it right back out. So it goes back to mindset. It goes back to if you really want to do it or not, because I can tell people all day long, save $5 a week, but until they want to and they do, they're not going to do it. So save what you can. So like I said, my three steps is make sure that the bills are taken care of, make sure that I have my weekly cash so that I can get places with gas. I can um, eat out if we want to. And Mm -hmm. I choose. We eat out once a week, but I don't tell other people that they can only eat out once a week. That's what works in my household. So another Mm -hmm. thing that I like to teach is do what works for your household. I also only spend $60 a week in groceries and um, I go live and I show people where I shop. So I shop deals. I shop at Aldi. I shop at places where I know I can get the best and I'm using it because I'm going into the store and I have my weekly meals already planned out and I have mm-hmm. my grocery list. So I know I'm going to use that stuff. Yeah. So mm-hmm. most people go into the grocery store, they just start grabbing stuff and they're like, okay, we'll put it together later. But I have a plan going in. I have a mm-hmm. budget going in. I know what I can spend. So as I'm putting stuff into my cart, I'm going to go ahead and subtract it from my total to make sure that I'm staying within my budget. So I'm just being intentional about where every dollar goes. I just got into couponing for household items. So like toilet paper, toothbrushes, toothpaste, detergent, deodorant, all of that. I make sure that I'm getting the best deal. So I'll go on Walgreens and see what coupons they're giving. CVS, Dollar General, like these places are giving it away basically for free if you know how to do it. So I go on TikTok and just type in Walgreens deals this week. And then they they will walk you step by step on how to get stuff for under $10. And you're getting like eight items for 10 for under $10. 
Like, and then you just create a stockpile. Like I, I was telling my husband last night, I was like, literally, you know, you're getting old when excitement comes from people having a stockpile. So they have like a whole shelf worth of, I mean, Mm -hmm. has stocked everything. And I'm like, I want that. So that's what I'm starting to build. So just getting inspiration from other people, following the steps and actually doing it is going to get you there. And just like I said, saving what you actually can versus just putting stuff there blindside and you don't even know if you have that money available. Amazing. Amazing. And I think the other thing that you really touched on that I love that you did is having a why. And not just in the bigger picture, but when you go to do your groceries, why yep. am I going to do the groceries? You mentioned that, and I, and I do the same. So I, it was great to hear that you do it, right? But that I already know what I'm going to cook for the week. Yep. So I'm going to do groceries knowing exactly what I need in order to, you know, to make this meal, to even get my snacks on the side. I, I already yep. planned these things in advance. And so then it makes it easier to to know, okay, I'm going to spend this amount. Right. When I get to groceries, but then also on a bigger sense of why am I saving? Right. Yeah. What am I putting it towards? And so for our audience to maybe get a bit of perspective, right. What is your bigger why of what leads you to save or what leads you to even make more money so that you can save more and then maybe invest more? What's your why? Um. So my why is because we like to go like we like to travel. We like to experience We like to do things, whether it's just me, whether it's just my Mm -hmm. husband, whether it's us together or whether it's us and the kids. Um, That's our biggest thing. And before it was like, uh, I don't know, because I don't have the money, you know. So vacations Mm -hmm. are a big part of what we do. It's just it's important. So that is one of the major categories that I have. Another major category that is my high priority, like always getting something is everybody's individual savings. So we know like the kids are going to be 18 to 21 and they're going to be trying to figure out what they want to do and do they want to go to college? Do they want to get their own place? Do they want to purchase their first car? Whatever Mm -hmm. it is. So me starting now and them having a cushion will help them to hopefully succeed rather than just throwing them out there to the wolves and saying, okay, you got to go get a job and figure it out. So just setting them up with a cushion. I'm not saying setting them, setting them up for their whole entire life, which I would love to do, but to get them started, to lead them in the right direction. And it's not going to be, I'm going to hand them over the money and they, do whatever they want. No, I'm teaching them now to be responsible. So that way, when I do, you know, leave the earth and leave them with stuff, they're not in the same cycle of, okay, I'm gonna just hurry up and blow all this money or they lose the house because they don't know how to pay the bills or things like that. So a lot of people want to break generational curses by just giving all this money, but we got to teach them how to manage that money that we're giving them in order to even break that generational curse because they can go and fall right back into the trap of living paycheck to paycheck because they have bad spending habits, um, not keeping up with bills and expenses and credit and credit cards and all of that. So 
um, that is like another top thing that no matter how much I have, we're going to get something. So if I can only give everybody $10, I'm going to give yeah. them $10 into their um, individual categories. If I'm going to give everybody $50. So those two are like my main. So we love vacations and also setting, um, setting everybody up for, you know, when they get a little older. Uh, amazing amazing and you know brianna thank you so much for you know everything that you've shared with us right all the knowledge that you've been able to give us and for our audience to digest and i really do hope that people go back and listen because there's so many small things that maybe even i miss that i'm definitely gonna go back and listen <laughs> right so brianna thank you so much for the conversation but thank you before, before we do end it right i'd love to ask just two quick questions right that if you mm -hmm. can answer one sentence with the first one being what's the best thing about you my personality mm. i'm very caring so like very open very you know soft so it's not um like people can they can actually come to me so very caring no matter the situation somebody's in And and for our audience that doesn't see or isn't able to see us speaking right now, I can attest to it, right? <laughs> you really give us such a warm energy the minute that you stepped in. So thank you so much for that. You're welcome. And the last one, right, is if you could give one advice, whether it's in finances, whether it's in life, whether it's in relationships, what would be your one advice to our audience? Um, I would have to say to give yourself grace so no matter the situation you're in it didn't happen in 20 seconds so it's not going to be changed in 20 seconds so give yourself grace it may take time it may take longer than others but don't compare yourself you're on the path that you're supposed to be on so definitely give that grace to yourself and every chance you get celebrate it celebrate it so if you hit a milestone if you hit a goal celebrated it doesn't have to be celebration with money like spending money but you can you know pour yourself a glass of wine you can turn on your favorite music and do some dances pat yourself on the back give yourself a hug spend some time with family and friends so they can celebrate you so just giving yourself grace and definitely celebrating all milestones Amazing. You must you must be reading my mind because I definitely need to hear that. And I definitely don't give myself enough grace and celebrate yes. small. So thank you so much for mentioning that. And again, thank you so much for the conversation. But if people want to reach out and connect with you, right, because she is a caring, soft, loving person and you <laughs> need to be connecting with her and working with her, how can people reach out? I am B dot budgeted everywhere. So like I said, I have YouTube, I have Instagram, I have TikTok. Um, I also have Pinterest, but I don't really use it. But B dot budgeted everywhere is where you can find me. Incredible. So guys, please reach out to Brianna. <laughs> let's help her, you know, help more people and let's get all of her advice and all the content that she has to share out to as many people as possible. So thank you again to Brianna and thank you to our audience for joining us. Yes, thank you. Okay,